When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off the limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Hi Vic. Hi Laura. <laughs> we're doing a back-to-back record today because uh, we're trying to be like organized and professional about I think that. we're trying to yeah I think we're trying to not be so laid back about this thing called work <laughs> there is that <laughs> although Monday is always our dedicated podcast day isn't it but obviously we've got holidays coming up yeah it's nearly half term already nearly half can't term. fucking believe where's that gone and then that first day that first week back which is Halloween that Monday inset day mm. That's right. No, no recording that day. No, so exactly. we've got we got to be honest, bitch. We're like trying to do something good. <laughs> no, yeah, we're, at, we're actually like, trying to be grown up. We've got no episodes, <laughs> which has happened, has it not? <laughs> yeah, it has happened many times. I mean, yeah. Um, so we were just having a conversation about food because Laura is a uh, a wonderful baker. I would. I mean, wonderful seems like a very very large stretch. Really? I just enjoy it. Yeah, because I'm not Paul Hollywood, mate. Yeah, I'm but you bake prune. a lot and like what you make looks amazing. You always make like really delicious looking cakes. Well, it's just because it's got chocolate in it. But yeah, I do. You know what? I'll take the compliment. Yes, yeah. I do. En- I do really enjoy baking. It's like my, when things are really stressful in my life, which is like uh, all the time. <laughs> Suddenly you're Mary Berry, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I was just, just baking. pumping out tiffins and God yeah, knows so what I was else, like, brownies. I was sort of a bit of a, bit of a panicked state yesterday. And uh, Steve said to me, Laura, go bake. Go, go bake, bake, girl. Now, he told me to take a step away and do something that would kind of like give me a, a minute to just be, you know, I, I don't know. It's like it's that escapism of doing something and not really having to think about it. You just know you're enjoying it. Yeah. Do you I, know I think, what I mean? Because I find this, I find with cooking, I love cooking. I can't yeah. bake for shit, mate. Can't bake for shit. See, I love cooking, but I just, I also don't. And I think maybe it's because I enjoy cooking um, when it's not like the monotony of Monday to Friday. I I enjoy that style of cooking, but I'm almost at that point where I'm so sick and tired of doing the monotony of Monday to Friday that I'm fucking over it. Yeah, some days I just feel the rage at having to make dinner. Yeah, like, oh, I do. What are we gonna eat today? You know, I'm, like... I'm literally <sighs> trying my absolute best at the moment to use my slow cooker as much as possible. Yeah. Um, a because it saves money on yeah. your electricity bill, but no, but it's to do with the fact that otherwise it gets to half three, four o'clock, and I think, oh fuck, what am I what gonna do? Like? I know. Yeah. Um, and I fucking hate that feeling. It stresses me out, and then we end up not eating what I would like us to eat. Yeah. Um, so we have a beef bourguignon. Oh, you know what? That's one thing that being a pescatarian is that you you just can't do a casserole because no. what would you fucking put in it? The yeah. only thing I make is a veggie sausage casserole. 
but it's like it's not like That's you have to slow cook, cook, cook or anything. Well, you, no. can, you can do it in there, but you don't need to because no. it's meat, <laughs> so it doesn't need to be cooked. Essentially, you're just moving no. it through. Um, but we were just saying how much our sons are just hungry all the time. Yeah, so Elliot's eleven. And like yesterday, I made shepherd's pie, which I've not made in fucking ages. It's not really, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of like typical British food. No, I, I, that shepherd's pie is probably my worst dinner ever. Yeah. I well, hate Elliot, it. Elliot fucking hates it. Does and he? he was like, I said to him, he went, what are you making, mum? And I was like, oh, we're having shepherd's pie. And he went, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he, considering he doesn't like it. He ate the fucking lot because he's really? like, but I'm still hungry, so I still yeah. eat it. It's so mad, isn't it? They go for these big growth spurts, but I was just about to share a tip with Laura. Mm. I thought, oh, I'll put it, I'll put it on the podcast so we can all revel in this amazing tip. So obviously I live my life by TikTok now. There's yeah. so many things I've seen on TikTok that are like little life hacks or whatever that have been so useful and then now just like a part of my everyday all i see are are like people falling over or fucking (laughs) idiots being twats on the internet that's all i see on tiktok my um fyp page so the for you page which is where Mm -hmm. they push like recommended videos is wild the shit that comes up with them like what the hell who the hell do they think i am i sent you that video of that man the other day he's always on my for you page it's like i find myself now drawn (laughs) sorry oh my god if you watch it and you what you spend time on it they're gonna then push him back to you yeah i know but it's like i because and my, my first time i watched him and i thought is it what's wrong with him? <laughs> oh, he's dancing. And now, and and now he's there all the time and I find myself annoyingly stopping and watching, watching what he's them. doing. I know, that's it. I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch you. <laughs> Why am I watching you do this? So this, this um, tip for children, um, like small ones who are always asking for snacks and all the rest of it. I'm really trying to teach the kids to be independent, right? Just to have a little bit of independence. So... It's just really small things. Like if they, once they finish their food, they take their plate to the sink. Yes. And it's taken ages to implement that. But now they just do it automatically. It's amazing. It's so good. It automatically does it. Toby's like that. Yeah. Well, Edith is the 1950s housewife, so she absolutely loves it. And now because Oliver's been like really praised for doing it, he does it all the time. And like they'll put their rubbish in the bin, all that sort of shit. But because they're constantly asking for food, I've cleared out the bottom shelf in the fridge and I've just stacked it with all snacks that I don't mind them having as much as they want of it. So there's like fresh peppers and fruit, little yogurts, mini baby bells, just shit like that. But it's on the low, it's on the bottom shelf. So now they just open the fridge and help themselves to it. They don't have to ask me if they if they can have it. They just go and help themselves. Rick, do you know what would happen? They'd eat it in five seconds. Yeah, but they don't know, you know, because they're Mate, like- Ellie is a, he is nearly twelve. But that's have you all right. met, if, if have you he, met yeah. a twelve-year-old boy before? When there was four, when I was growing up, four teenagers in the house. My mum used to get through eight loaves of bread a week. That's yeah, how Elliot much will, bread Elliot we Elliot will ate. have a full dinner. He will then have. I mean, Elliot doesn't like fruit, and he has real issues of the sensory, like mushiness. Thing, uh, he doesn't like it. So we are very limited. Invariably, he likes exceptionally expensive fruit, so that's great. Like what? Um, With these little croissants, his bow tie on. Yeah. <laughs> What's he eating? Blackberries, raspberries, strawberries. Okay. 
grapes obviously grapes aren't expensive yeah passion fruits <laughs> that's a mad one if he doesn't like textures no he likes a that's passion like fruit. slime mm. isn't it it's because it's very very sweet yeah so true. yeah like to constantly have the fridge stocked like a punnet of strawberries they'll be gone in one sitting yeah, i know that's the same as my kids yeah um so yeah, uh, but he he's he will eat his dinner. He will obviously have his pudding, and then he will come down at about quarter to eight and go. Please, can I make a sandwich? Yeah, it's madness, isn't it? It's yeah, just so a bottomless pit of yeah. food. Yeah, and I just think that he's obviously getting to that age where it's like raw. Everything's really kicking in, kicking aren't they? In big time, yeah. And he's yeah. just very hungry. Just constant insatiable he's a boiled egg appetite. and soldiers for breakfast. <laughs> That's very good. That's a nice little breakfast, though. Yeah, they both have that in the mornings. Yeah. Otherwise, because the other thing with Eddie is he loves sugary stuff. Yeah. So otherwise, he would just be fucking obsessed with like, Cereal. oh yeah, I'll you know just literally give him a line of sugar and he'd snort it and he'd be like, yeah, "That's my breakfast." So yeah. yeah. God. The trials and tribulations of raising boys and just children in general. It's just like constantly feeding them, exercising them. They're kind of like dogs in a way, aren't they? Yeah. I call them both pricks, dog yeah. and children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh, so um, do you have, have we asked how you are? I don't think any of us care. Do you have a tidy up time? Uh, no. Oh, yes, I have got a tidy up time. I have. Oh, did we do this one? Did we do the one about the girl that messaged and said that the guy had randomly dumped her? Refresh my memory, remembering the fact that I've got a dementia brain. She messaged in around March and we read out our agony aunt and it was the guy that randomly dumped her after five months and it sent her into a bit of a spiral. Yeah. Her? Yeah. Did we Did we ever uh, share that she's met someone? Well, mate, I don't know. But then both you and I are absolutely fucked at remembering stuff remember. like this. So let's just say, it let's anyway. just pretend that we haven't. We and if haven't you, read this. listeners, if you've heard this before, tough <laughs> we shit. Apologize. We're listening to it brand new all over again. <laughs> so she didn't get back in contact with him. She completed a coaching course on anxious and insecure attachment <gasps> styles and did a, And she said, I've done a, a whole heap of work on repairing myself and I feel so much better. And then I've since met the most amazing man and we've been together around four months. He's so incredibly thoughtful, caring, kind and loving. And it made me realise that things with the previous guy just went right. I was an anxious mess when I was with him, constantly seeking reassurance and validation, which he just wasn't giving me. My new man makes me feel so secure and loved and tells me he loves me every day. I'm currently emailing you from Malta where we were on our first holiday together and I've never been happier. Cannot wait to come and see your live tour when it happens. Much love. Oh, love that. That's so, so fucking lovely. No, we definitely hadn't heard that one. We do. uh, We do give good advice. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we could be like Scylla Black and the whole dating scene. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, what happened, like a show, a dating show, you mean? Yeah. Probably, Imagine I don't think that. I'd be ideal for that. No. I mean, let's be honest. I don't I have I think... the best track record around no, talking to men. Say... <laughs> All the people. <laughs> she deserves better than you. You're a cunt as well. Oh, see, that's no. why our agony aunts are good, you see. Yeah, they are. We should do one. We should do an agony on Once a month. Once a month. Okay. One one story. Uh, So I, Vic, I actually have a news article. Oh, no, you've got a news article, haven't you? I've got a news article. Yeah, should I read out my one? Yeah, you read your one. Okay, so here we go. This is from the Daily Record. They pump out some pretty excellent. They're up there with the Daily Sport, aren't they? (laughs) Headlines, don't they? Okay. 
Mum left horrified after cat comes home with anal beads in its mouth. <gasps> <laughs> Rachel Masterman's kleptomaniac cat. Is a, is a cat, can a cat be a kleptomaniac? Well, I guess if it likes to collect things. Yeah, but it's just surely just being a cat in it. The cat's called Demo, as in like demo demonstration. Demo, that's a weird name, has become somewhat of a local celebrity for the random things he brings back as gifts for his owner. A mum was left horrified after her cat brought home a sex toy, leading to an awkward conversation with her 12-year-old son. Rachel Masterman's kleptomaniac cat. That's quite a fucking mouthful, that is. That is. That is. Demo or Demo. Maybe demo. demo. I'm going to go demo. The four-legged thief has previously dragged home gloves, a watering can, and even floral tribute tributes from the graveyard. Oh my god! That <laughs> cat sounds like a fucking bear. A watering can showed up with like uh, dad just written in fucking <laughs> geraniums. That's, but those things are massive. They're like a meter long. <laughs> However, the three-year-old pet recently stepped up his game when he came through the door with what appeared to be anal beads in his mouth. Rachel, who lives in Caldicott, Wales, was left mortified and she realised what the risky item was and faced some awkward questions from her son when he spotted it. As always, if these belong to me, just inbox me, his owner said. <laughs> so you're actually going to put it on like the local chat and be like, uh, my cat's yeah, just like come home with these anal beads. Caldicott uh, aware, you know, there's like London aware. <laughs> Anyone want to come and claim them? Yeah, are these yours? I've given them no. a wipe down with a baby wipe. <laughs> You're not going to want to go pick those up. More for well, it's been in the cat's so mouth for what? But a shame. Where the fuck has the cat got it from? Has it got into someone's house? Maybe plucked oh, them freshly from the man's anus. Oh, it's one of those where someone's just you know not recycled their sex toys effectively and just lobbed them out the window and they've been in the back garden. Oh God, an anal bead though, mate. I know. I mean, that would knock knock a cat out if it hit it. You should see yeah. the size of it. They are. Well, they're long. Demo's been bringing gifts home for the last couple of years, but on Monday, I was on the phone to my sister when she turned up on the door. At first, I thought it was one of those car air freshener things, but then I showed my sister and she said, oh, Rachel, that's definitely not an air freshener. It took me a minute, but once I realised what it was, I was absolutely horrified. I mean, how the hell is she mistaken that for an air freshener? I don't know. I yeah, had my she's clearly not lived, is she? No, asking what it was. I was absolutely mortified. Miss Masterman said, people stop me in the shop and ask if I'm the cat's owner that steals everything. She's absolutely bonkers honestly she's taken flower arrangement and cards from the graveyard behind the house before this cat needs some therapy i think cats are a bit like that though they are you know i sometimes wonder how close they are to just being wild <laughs> he said there's no way i can stop her everyone keeps saying we should put a gopro on her but she hates the harnesses <laughs> so that she's tried She's actually tried. I'm just glad that people can see the funny side to our discs. Could you imagine that cat with the <laughs> fucking GoPro, GoPro on? <laughs> like Bear Grylls going through the fucking graveyard. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, where did they find the anal beads? That's what we need to know. I actually saw, um, you know, where you can get those notices, like someone's written and it's on behalf of the dog or the animal and it says, you know, like, oh, I, I ate. A nappy when my mum wasn't looking and it was one that said um i dropped half a dead mouse in my mum's mouth because she wouldn't wake up to see what i brought her oh my god i saw that this morning <laughs> oh, grim. i couldn't cope with oh, oh god cats are just so fucking unpredictable you know my dogs don't get me wrong they do my head in but i know where i'm at with them if i rub their tummy they're not going to attack me 
See, the, the thing is, my cat is like that too. He's not going to attack. He's never attacked us. Unless you unless you play with him, as in like, you know, you get something on a piece of string and dangle it. He likes that. But anal beads, for example. Yeah. Maybe get some. <laughs> They're on a string, aren't they? <laughs> we'll use some of those. Um, he wouldn't attack you. He's like a dog in cat form. And he's so good with the kids. And the kids are, you know, not now, but they used to be really rough with him when they were toddlers. And he just took it. He'd never ever scratch him or anything like that. Good old Hendrix. I oh, know he's a, he's a, he's an absolute. He's an dick. exception to the rule. Other cats, pricks. I oh, know most cats are cunts. I never liked cats before I had him. I thought they were absolute, like you said, unpredictable pricks. But yeah, oh. he changed my mind. He changed my mind. He made you go over to the fluffy side. It's a shame I still completely neglect him and don't even remember to feed him most of the time. That's Rob's responsibility. Yeah. There's just some jobs. Domestic jobs. They're not mine. I don't want anything to do with it. And also, I'm not being funny. I have to cook dinner. I have to get the kids, you know, to school. So you've got that one fucking job. You keep him alive. I cook the children alive. You cook the children alive. I I keep the children alive. Mate, we're going to play that back and I'm going to confirm you said, and I cook the children alive. (laughs) Can we just have that here and now? That's what she just said. (laughs) Um, Shall I find a story? I've got a story. Oh, you've got a story. Okay, lovely. Uh, Hi, ladies. Gross story alert. This is from my sister who asked me to forward it on to you both. We both love your podcast. I wanted to share a horrific experience I had a couple of years ago from which I may never recover. I went home with a guy after a first date. Turned out his house was absolutely full of crap. I don't know if he was a hoarder or what, but you could barely see the floor. He told me to sit down in a used tissued covered armchair (gasps) like you know when you're like how can you not even notice that that's an issue i know oh god well he went upstairs to clear the bedroom uh clear a few things before he took me up there i know it wasn't a great start the next morning i was alone in his room getting my things together while he made breakfast i couldn't find some medication i brought with me i wondered if i had dropped it next to the bed so i started rummaging around down there oh no Mm -hmm. amongst all the crap I had picked up what I thought was a large piece of scrunched up thin fabric When to my horror I realised it was a pile of used condoms I almost puked There were around 30 or 40 of them All kinds of old and crispy What's more, it looked like a lot of them had period blood on the outside Oh my god I ran to the bathroom, scrubbed my hands clean for about 10 minutes Still trying not to puke I quickly came to the conclusion that the guy must have been a complete psycho. Otherwise, why else would he keep a crispy mountain of condoms? What is wrong with people? I know. I realised I needed to play it cool so he wouldn't suspect anything and get out of there as soon as I could. As soon as I could. So I somehow forced ha- uh, somehow forced to eat the breakfast he had just made and then legged it. Afterwards, I googled <laughs> men keeping collections of used condoms, and only about two results came up on the whole of the internet. Oh my god! That's how <laughs> fucked up this is. Um, but my main question, apart from why, is 
His used condom collection wasn't worth hiding when he went to clean upstairs the night before. What the fuck else did he have in his bedroom? Mate, she ate food that he'd prepared for her. I know. I'm so worried about that. I'm still traumatised when I see things open like packets of latex gloves. It reminds me of what happened. I think I have genuine PTSD. I would like to know if this has happened to anybody else. (laughs) No. no, I do remember. Do you know? We had ago, a similar had a story. story. Yeah, that was about like a, a pile of used condoms by the but bed. Not, but she didn't fucking pick them up like an absolute mitfall. No, but no, he. But do you not remember? He put it back on and then realised there was, was like condom, loads of condoms yeah. there. <laughs> oh my god, it's so grim. Covered in someone else's period blood as well. Like, oh. I was like, why just put it in the bin? This is why I'm trying to teach my children to be independent because I don't want them to grow up. You don't want them to be the condom, condoms, condom. Like yeah, the condom stories. Yeah, like why? You know, like there, there's that movie, it isn't it? The, the bone collector. It's the condom yeah. collector. Oh, disgusting. But also it would stink, wouldn't it? Yeah. His bed, I bet his bed sheets were well grubby. Well, I think, you know what? The fact that she sat down on that armchair that was full of used tissues, that alone would have been enough for me to go. No, thank you. I think, yeah. But we're so British. We're so polite, aren't we? Well, also, I think it's, it's probably partly tied into being a woman and feeling like you can't sort of change your mind and say no sometimes as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I think, yeah, totally. Because there's been, definitely been situations where there was some guy that I met in a bar and then ended up coming back to my house and he like was not my type at all. And then when we started to get down to the dirty, you just like really stank. Oh, and you know, you're know, like, oh no, this isn't good. And then he whipped his knob out and it was like, you know, Parmesan Central. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no way. And I had to just be like, you know what? But in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I can't stop. Like, because then he'll be offended. It's like, what? He's yeah. literally got Gorgonzola underneath his Going to shave it off onto the like, top of your spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> you need to stop. And uh, yeah, I ended up just being like, do you know what? I can't do this. You're going to have to leave. Um, and kicked him out. At like five o'clock in the morning. I just, like, I don't know how long you've got to go. How many days you have to go to get to Gorgonzola? Yeah, I'm going to say it was a while. Like yeah. maybe once a fortnight showering situation. And that's that's unacceptable. I just can't. I don't understand people that don't shower every day because personally, I find my own stench unbearable after. I don't shower hours. every day. You don't. No, but I have this weird thing about being too clean. Which right. I know is going to sound mental, but I'm really scared about um, being too sterile. Really? Yeah. I don't think my anal area is ever going to be too sterile. Yeah, but I wash every day, but I won't <laughs> yeah. shower every day. Really? I can't. Yeah, yeah. I have like massive, like, and same with the boys as well. Like I've always been really worried about over cleaning them and just losing that natural uh, fauna. Yeah, and that just that natural like ability to fight things off. I feel like if I was to shower every day, that was be Steve showers every day, but but he rides, so he comes back and he fucking honks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's but yeah, yeah, no, like I find it really, I couldn't do it. It scares me. Yeah, does it? <laughs> I have a phobia of being clean too often. That's so, so my armpits, fanny bum, washed every day. <laughs> <laughs> the, the essential areas the, the three hot hot points <laughs> the three hot and in zones. the summer the cleavage and underboob because that smells like rotten cheese um <laughs> yeah and then i wash my i try and wash my hair twice a week yeah 
Yeah. You have to have a shower to do that. I have a bath, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just this weird thing. It's probably like a childhood trauma thing. Maybe. I think my mum used to just scrub us every night, so I'm so used to... My kids yeah. don't have a bath every day. Yeah. Um, mainly for the, the avoiding the the overall trauma of getting... Oh, God, yeah, it's fucking horrific. So they have a bath every other day, um, and that's fine. But even that, like, after that, on that second day, like, they need a bath. So just just stink a bit. Do you know what I mean? They smell like bum. <laughs> Maybe I'm devoid of the bum smell. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they've got um, the hairy anus dad to yeah, sort of to contend with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's also, just, I've, it's I've just got, a weird thing. Um, and, you know, Edith has got this. Oh, this is hilarious. What she said to me, I was like, I've got a really sensitive sense of smell. Like it's really heightened. And so I find smells really overwhelming so edith's got the same thing but the other day so she's definitely here the other day i was in her room and i'd done like a silent fart and it absolutely stank and she <laughs> reading her stories and then she just looked at me and she was like oh it stinks is that your bum she's <laughs> <laughs> like three and a half saying that to me proper made me laugh mate are you sure she's got a sensitive nose or is it just because your ass stanks so there bad that. there is that it did it was terrible it was like proper awful no but she does it all the time whenever you're walking around because because where i live as well like it just stinks it smells of bins everywhere because there's been about eighty thousand bin strikes around here I have there. Oh, it's been a nightmare. So like every other week there's been a bin strike. So everywhere. Well, just don't worry. As of bins. next week, we've got fucking Royal Mail strike. Oh, for fuck's 19 sake. 19 days they're on strike for. Fucking hate that because it's really going to interrupt my post. I know. My many, many packages that come on the daily are going to be interrupted <laughs> by those selfish bastards. We're only joking. But wanting they... more equal pay. Is that what it is? Probably. Yeah. Because, be you know, they get you know paid what? Shit. Our local postie, we love him. Um, get on really well with him and he you know sometimes he talks to us about i don't obviously want to name him just in case he gets in trouble yeah but he says about the fact that he's like we're we're not seen as anything other than a number yeah what's fucking wrong treat them more fairly yeah so many uh, professions are like that aren't they though it's like can't can't so can't so replaceable do you know what i mean no, but that's so it. It's like that that's old ethic of like treating people nicely. It's just gone. It's mm. like, well, fuck you. We'll just be able to find someone else that can do your job. Leave yeah, then. And I hate that. Yeah, that really horrible. makes me want to windmill. Yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? You know, just going windmilling, like throwing punches. Oh, okay. All right then. For some reason, I just imagine your flaps doing it. That is why I no longer work for an organisation. Yeah, exactly. This is why I became self-employed. No, but the last place I worked at, uh, which I left. Oh my God, Vic, we nearly left our jobs three years ago. Three years. Really? In fact, yeah, it was three years in January for me. And I'd done it just, well, I was still on the books at school, but I'd, I'd like mentally left. Well, this is the thing. Vic did it and then she encouraged me to be brave and do it too. Yeah, that's right. That was it was like, really scary. It was such yeah. a scary leap, wasn't it? Yeah. And I, it was like, if it wasn't for you, I would have been stuck there for so much longer. But yeah. they um, they were very, they had become very much like that. If you don't like it, tough shit, get out. Yeah. We'll just replace you with somebody else. And yeah. they were really like gung-ho on it. And I just, I can't understand how that is a management style. I know. It's so common though, isn't it? Because it also made me not want to work. I know. And then I get that. I work less because I'm not going to put as much effort in. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. It's that whole old school thing as well of like 
having to be there nine to five and not being allowed to leave early and having to work five days a week in the office. It's so like archaic. archaic. Do you know what I mean? Oh, look it's like, doesn't work we like think that. the same thing. Doesn't work like that. Because it's like if you give someone a bit of freedom and give them autonomy, then they generally are also less likely trust- to abuse shit as well. And I also mean? think it's about trusting them to make the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I wouldn't ever trust me to make Mate, the right I, decision. I wouldn't. But that's why I'm no self-employed. Trust me to make the right decision because I, I used to take the absolute piss in my old job. <laughs> Always. I'd just be like, yeah, I mean, you get I, the job done, love. You get the job I done. I get the job done. I know. I did. But uh, I spent two years just basically building up my Instagram profile. <laughs> <laughs> whilst I was at work because <laughs> I didn't have time to do it anywhere else it's like well, no. just every day I'd be doing something to do with Instagram at my old job well you know what I um I just feel very thankful that we're in the position that we're in now I know I know it's still scary though isn't it it's the uncertainty of self-employment so yeah and but I also <laughs> like I this is how I describe myself when people go what do you do I said I'm self-employed I hustle yeah, that's I'm a hustler. I, I am a hustler. I will hustle from one job to the next to make sure I get money. Yeah, basically it. how I look at my job. And still, I mean, doing... some people might call it an entrepreneur. I call it hustling. I call it absolutely fucking winging it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until people stop paying me, <laughs> winging it until I find something else that I need to do to make money. Yeah, exactly. All right, fucking we... decision of our fucking life. I know. It's um, it has. It's been a life changing transition. Oh, hang on a minute. Have you not got a? Uh, have you heard? Oh yeah, I did, didn't I? Um, we can do that now. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, man. Yeah, let's man. mix things up a little bit, baby. Um, okay, so I've got a little have you heard? Laura? No, I haven't. <laughs> this might actually blow your mind. Oh. So if you were going to think of a food that you could eat that would improve your sex life, what would you take a guess that that food would be? Pineapple. Oh, interesting. Why? Is it pineapple? No, it's not. Oh. I just heard that once. Oh, <laughs> good answer. <laughs> uh, if I was to tell you I heard it on the uh, Kardashians, Did you? I think you'd never speak to me again. There's something about pineapple that apparently change, well, it changes the taste of semen, I think. Yeah. It's supposed to make it taste nicer. Yeah. I mean, um, I can't say that I'm necessarily going right. to I'm not gonna attempt to try that, that one. No, thanks. No. So it is actually, it does actually have a part of that fruit. It's an apple. So, really? Yeah. Apple consumption is related to better sexual quality of life in young women. Excuse me. Oh, I don't like apples. Do not. I don't mind them, but I also don't like them. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It's no, not like it's like tea. no. Steve and Toby fucking love an apple. I, I just feel don't. like um, it's kind of an effort to eat it. I just don't know what it is about them. I just find them such a meh, you know. And we have nice, we have pink lady apples, so they're nice apples. Pink lady's the best one. Just can't get into it, mate. I know what you mean. They're not my favourite. No. I do like it. I make a really nice, um, like, spicy, gingery uh, tofu thing, and you grate Mm. an apple. You can either have grated apple or grated pear in it. 
and yeah. it kind of it just sweetens the sauce and it's sticky and lovely that's delicious love that. but all over that yeah. love, a, love an apple in a pudding you know but yeah. give me a whole apple I'll go I'll pass thank you I think it just it's too much to bite into isn't it they're pretty acidic as well I yeah. think that's what it is it's just a lot it's yeah. a lot for the taste buds to have to get around I'm if I peel it, I'm more likely to eat it. But then no. who's peeling an apple? Just can't no. bother. That's a real pretentious thing I to do. I ain't got time to do that, mate. I ain't got time Who to do has? that. <laughs> so there's some evidence exists of a positive correlation between regular intake of and then there's a whole list of like polyphenols, antioxidants, um, and women's sexual health. This is so strange. The study that was done was um the sample of women were all Italian. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it only works if you're Italian Yeah, if you've got Italian, <laughs> Italian blood in you Start necking those apples uh, So they had to take They had to eat a daily apple um, And then also kind of log like Their overall diet So if they're like chowing down on a Maccas for dinner That's probably not going to be ideal, is it? No um, So the the what it basically did was just give them overall better sexual health, which I, they can't really explain that. What do you think sexual health actually means? Do they want just it more? wanting to have it more, but it also affected lubrication. Mm. So they were moist. An apple a day keeps the dry mouse away. <laughs> dry mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what you need to do if, you, if you're hitting that perimenopausal time in your life and Tell the old down an apple. minge is months. drying out. Yeah. See if you see if you get loose. Just, just <laughs> eat one a day, and then chart your moistness and get back to it us. It sounded like you said chart your moisture, <laughs> moisture, <laughs> moisture. I can't remember what you said. <laughs> That's so bizarre, isn't it? Obviously, yeah, there is. are lots of foods that are Af- aphrodite. Aphrodisiacs. Aphrodisiacs, but yeah. um, I would never have suspected the humble Asparagus apple. and oysters, that's two, isn't it? And yeah, you know Asparagus what? Asparagus nothing... is one. I don't know, I think I made that up. That just makes your piss smell, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe. But <laughs> like knows? oysters, there's nothing about that that I, I, you know, it's like swallowing snot and I can't. Mate, I love oysters. I don't like them. They're delicious. There's that one restaurant that I go to. In uh, East London That's got Michelin star And it's like a fish restaurant It's called Cornerstone Fuck my life I fantasise about those oysters they I want to like them I do this but world. I can't I, d- I wouldn't I wouldn't be having them everywhere Do you know what I mean Like I'm very select About where I'd eat them No the place that I had them at they, He goes out And he catches them himself You know yeah. So it's, it was a good restaurant But it's fucking bogeys mate What? <laughs> <laughs> It is. <laughs> now all I can think about is that delicious oyster. I want it in my mouth. Oh, yeah, but all you do is you put it in your mouth and fucking swallow it. You don't chew it, do you? Uh, you can chew it if you want to. Yeah, but who would? Well, this this tastes so amazing. A clam's vagina, basically, isn't it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> they are the weirdest fucking things. I can't think about it too much because then I get freaked out. You should. And then all I'm thinking about is the clam's vagina, like swimming around in my belly. I'm like, yeah. oh God, especially when I eat like six of them. Yeah. My Lord. Oh yeah. God. I can't say that I've ever, that I've ever had aphrodisiac side effects though. I've never eaten one and thought I want to like wrap my push chops around Rob's face or anything. <laughs> that's never happened. Because the clam, the clam's push chops is in your stomach. That's why. Yeah, that's, I don't feel sexy because I just feel a bit sick. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. wonder what it is in them. Is it like the high iron or something? I don't know. Who knows? Um, so anyway, there you go. Eat the apples, see what happens. Let us know if you Eat get a damp fanny. If you want it more, maybe the apple enzymes or eat an apple and a pineapple. You'll taste good and you'll feel good. The pineapple as well. I know that there's um, uh, something in a pineapple that can help to bring on labour. Yes. But it's like in such a, you'd have to eat about 35 pineapples for it to actually have any impact on your body. Yeah. Well, my friend made the face of mistake of eating a whole pineapple trying to get her baby out and then she was projectile vomiting oh, and no, she had horrific really? diarrhea. Vicky. Oh God. <laughs> it was Vicky. <laughs> oh, I didn't try the pineapple getting the babies out. I tried lots of other things, but I didn't bother with the pineapple. I mean, I don't know that I ever really was that dementedly hell-bent on getting the babies out. I was booked for acupuncture, booked for a sweep. Yeah. Those sorts of things. And that's actually being booked for them the mornings of both of those. I went into labour. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't I, um, want someone to touch my vagina. No, I know. Weirdly. Uh, yeah. I I didn't have... I, I just... I ate dates um, and drank raspberry leaf tea. And the best part of it was that Rob massaged me every single day because it's massaging, like releases oxytocin. So I got a massage every day. That was nice. I mean, I hated life because I was a massive fat whale and I couldn't move and it felt like my vagina Without was going to fall penis. out. <laughs> Without the penis. <laughs> I don't know, though. That's what my fanny looked like. My fanny actually looked like a whale's penis when I was pregnant. <laughs> it was so massive and pink and angry. <laughs> Oh God! Um, yeah, I think the I think it helped. I had acupuncture as well. I think the acupuncture really helped. Well, I never got to it because I ended never up going to into labour on my own. Yeah, I had it the week before both of the babies, and then they came not that long after that. But wow! Oh my God! So Oliver turned six as well. I, this just feels like a really yeah, monumental thing. That. Yeah, no, it's his birthday last week, and um, I just I, I I always feel really emotional, and nostalgic on the kids' birthdays. Because it's like, we survived another year, man. Yeah, I know what you mean. We I, did I used it. to feel like that. And I think I feel it again now with Elliot as well. Because I'm like, oh my God, you know, he's, he's going to be 12. Yeah, he's like leaving childhood. Yeah. And entering teenagehood. And there's That's something mad. like really cool about his age as well. Because he, <laughs> he has an amazing sense of humour. So we've kind of got that rapport with him where, you know, we can make jokes with each other and he'll laugh or like I'll send him something funny that I've seen a video on his phone and then he'll send me one. And it's silly little things like that. that you're like, oh, wow, this is actually really nice because yeah. it's, you know, for the first time in 11 years, I'm getting that, like that relationship. Like a it's a person. different level of relationship. Yeah, a person yeah. who yeah. gets it, who yeah. just understands things. Yeah. Um. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still fucking hellish, but. It's no, uh, that's yeah, nice. They're, they're good. They're good. Yeah, and you just feel it's just nice, and that you just reflect back on life and think about how much has changed and them growing up. And I mean, yeah. I'm so glad to be out of the baby years. That's all I'm saying. Oh, mate, oh, so glad. I just and yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, someone at the school, she's recently had a baby, and I went round to see her, and I was just like, I will sit here all day and cuddle your baby if you want me to like I've got all the time in the world and I think for you it's still although even when you know even when Toby was three I still I think I miss all of that massively obviously with the boys for myself so I love to I would honest to god fucking love to do it as a job be like a doula I would yeah but not now. My boys are still too young. But when yeah. I'm older, definitely, yeah, yeah. I think it's something I'd really love to do because I love caring for new mums. 
Yeah, I, I, I like the looking after the mum's bit more than the baby. I'm not that bothered about the baby. Oh, no, I love the baby bit as well. <laughs> Fucking love it. I'm like, you're boring. <laughs> no, I think it's because I'm probably getting to do all the bits that I didn't do enough of, right, like carry yeah. the baby or, you know, and I also think when it's not your kid, you do have so much more patience yeah, and time. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because when it's your kid, you're like, oh my God, I just want to fucking put them down for a minute. Yeah. Whereas when it's not it's yours, so you're like, don't worry, I've got them. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You can yeah. go off and do your thing. I, you know, I get to go home at the end of the day, oh, no. and I don't and not have, have to do to any of this. And it's it's just yes, yeah, so I've got friends that have got little babies now that are under a year old, and uh, I don't envy them. No, just it's like wow, it's shit. so hard, and it's the sleep thing. You know, that's the biggest thing. It's like they're still in proper sleep deprivation. I also think if people like if they're better with sleep deprivation, they almost seem to not be as affected by those early days. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm a person that I really fucking need my sleep. Like Same, I don't man. cope well. I literally go mental. Yeah, I know but because then, it completely. You know, it completely discombobulates your brain and just yeah. makes all the wires like feel like they're crossed and not plugged into the right sockets. And it's like, I mean, oh, mate, my wires yeah, have never been plugged like into the right sockets, but they, <laughs> they're even more unplugged than usual. Oh, yeah. it's so hard. It is hard. But you know what? It's this weird fucking, I don't know. How do you explain parenthood? I don't know. Because, yeah, and then, you, you know, know. Like looking at loads of videos of him when he was a little baby and just being like, fucking hell, just. You sort of forget, don't you? So I, f- I do feel like parent- parenting is so present. It's mm. so like in the moment, in the now. In in some ways, even though it doesn't make you feel relaxed at all, it is incredibly mindful because you are just focusing on the moment. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think there's been many times where I've not been in the moment and wishing to be out of the moment. So yeah. I yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, there I is that. <laughs> the moment is shit and you're the like, moment I is need to get out of this. <laughs> But, you, but also there's no escape from the moment. So you have no. to sit in it. You can't like go off and, you know, you can think about other things, but ultimately you're looking after kids, aren't you? Mm. But, but So I don't really think there's that many times that I really look back and because uh, it doesn't feel like it's any time to, but for his birthday, we really did. We were watching loads of videos and he was like, oh, he's such a sweet little baby and taking it back to that first year of being a mom and just kind of being like, fuck my life. That was so tough. And I had no idea, no idea. Weirdly, I feel like the, uh, it was tough with Elliot, but I had this really lovely, like little, uh, group of mums I'd become friends with. Um, and so it was shit. There was no denying the fact it was shit, but I found it harder with Toby. Found it much more isolated. Obviously, my mental health was worse anyway, but I found it much more isolated with Toby than I did with Elliot. And normally it's the other way around. Network. Just not in the same way. No, yeah. I mean, I did. I, you know, I still got to know a really group, a, like a lovely group of mums who I still speak to some of them, you know. Yeah. But um, I think just because emotionally I was worse, probably. Yeah. That it just felt, and maybe it's because it's the one that's closer, whereas Elliot's 11 years ago, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I've just forgotten how fucking shit it was. <laughs> but, <laughs> but with... Yeah. Ah. And yet, like, you know, it's weird because when you have when when you feel that shit about something, you remove yourself from it, don't you? And yet in parenthood, you don't. Oh, no. You're like, oh, I'm just I'm just here for it, man, because I just love them so much, even though they drain. The, that's how I feel. Anyway, it's my personal experience of they drain the shit out of me. And yet I keep going back for more because I love them so much. I could fucking squeeze them. Yeah. And you've got no choice as well. That's the other thing. It's like yeah. you, you have to. <laughs> 
because you're their yeah. mom. <laughs> and they, like one of my children especially, really likes to be around me. <laughs> In his words, I, I don't want to do that anymore because it takes too long to get back to you. Oh, <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Oh, it's great when you're not living it. <laughs> I mean, I say that it's Edith all over, isn't it? It's just, yeah. just so intense. Second kids, mate. I think yeah. it's a second kid thing. So just, intense. We've gone off on a bit of a tangent, haven't we? Oh, I've got a nice little, it's kind of a sort of tidy up thing, but it's just a nice little positive message from one of our followers. Shall I read this well, one? Go ahead. God, diggity gam. Yeah. <laughs> gam. I don't know. Damn. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, ladies. This is from a while back when we were having this conversation, but um, just wanted to say I absolutely loved your conversation about wearing the shorts. I'm a 38 year old mother of two and currently the heaviest I've ever been. I've struggled with self confidence my entire life, having a sister who is near on perfect in everyone's eyes. I struggle with health anxiety, PTSD, and general anxiety. And I and though I know for my health I should lose some weight, I find it difficult to get motivated or want to do it. I normally sweat to death in leggings, jeans, anything to cover them up. I'm now a size 20 and this past couple of weeks has been ridiculously hot. This is back in the heat wave, I guess. I finally thought, fuck this shit, bought some shorts and plucked up the courage to wear on. Wear them. No one died. No one's eyes exploded. And I stayed out in them all day. Whoop, whoop. Yes, I still need to get fit. Yes, I was scared, but I was fucking cooler than I would have been. And I felt like I'd achieved something massive. I wouldn't have done this without the discussion on your podcast. So thank Aww. you, Slags. Keep up the great work. Thanks for making me laugh and feeling better about myself. You Aww. are fucking welcome. And can I just say really importantly, is that when you are on or in the process of wanting to change yourself, like whether it be physically whether it be about the way that you live your life diet friendships whatever it might be the biggest thing that i would say to you before you embark on that journey embark yeah yeah correct on that journey is you have to work on your self-esteem because if you are not in a really positive mindset the way in which you go through the process of trying to lose weight, whatever it might be, whatever that thing is, you won't be able to do it effectively because you will still be looking at yourself in a very negative light. Mm. So actually, I mean, like I'm so that's fucking amazing. The fact that she put the shorts on and she wore them, but actually like what's more important right now, whenever this is, whenever you're going to listen to this, if you do or you don't, is you've got to work on that that part of you that's like, I know I have to lose weight, but doing it for a different reason. Now I say this and because obviously I've had to work on it myself, but also Steve, my husband, he has gone on a journey of self-discovery this year as well. And um, he has worked heavily on his self-esteem and he's, so this is not just a female thing. This is across the board thing but especially in women, because we generally do suffer with low self-esteem. And he has been the biggest that he's ever been, while it being not big, but in his mind, it has made him feel very paranoid about the way he looks. And and it's something that he does openly talk about, which is why I'm talking about it now. Uh, And it's really impacted how he sees himself and how confidently he, Mm. he lives his life, I guess. Yeah. Um, now he has worked on that and now he's so much more accepting of his body and how it looks. And as a direct result of that, he has now paid for a personal trainer and he goes to a personal trainer where he's like, I love where I am now, but I have a goal and my goal is X, Y, and Z. 
Yeah. So it's like, we all think that we have to love ourselves once we've lost the weight. Actually, it's more important to love ourselves before we start the journey. Well, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. And I think that's it, isn't it? It's like the end goal isn't going to just be this magical solution. It's also not going to fix your mindset. That no. mindset will still be there until you challenge it. And challenge sounds like a very aggressive way of like, of, of dealing with it. It's not, it's actually a lot more gentler than that. Yeah. There's heaps of stuff out there about how to work on your self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's something that I still struggle with all the time. And daily. Me, and me. Everyone. I think, I think it's so hard to undo it. It's years of indoctrination from outside. Yeah. But I also think it's and... about when you're, when you're more mindful of it, of just being able to gently challenge it. And I think that's probably where I'm at now is just being able to go, okay, you're here and I understand why you're here. Cause I can understand the process of it. Actually, I'm a really good person and I don't want to think about myself like that. Yeah. And I know, just being like, it's this that is constant, like re- reminding yourself. It is. It's, it's, it is a constant journey throughout life, but I think it's one that I'm so pleased I started. And it's really hard because I think for so many women, it's linked to how we look. Mm-hmm. Hugely, you know? massively. And like stupidly, even, I know it sounds really fucking stupid, but like if I would start to, because obviously my mental health is linked also with my weight. So my mental health is good, I'm bigger. And when I'm, my mental health is poor, I'm smaller. It's just always the way it's been. And um, if I started to lose weight, I'd panic because it's like, but that's not what people want to see of me. They don't want to see me losing weight. And it wasn't ever, it's not like it was a conscious thing. It's just when my mental health is shit, yeah. I don't eat. Yeah. And so I lose weight and then I panic about it. And that's fucking ridiculous. I, I and remember yet that's you, my you, mindset. Um, I'm sure we talked about it. I think we talked about it on here. I think we talked about it. I mean, I know when you came back after you'd had your break, um, after your breakdown and you had lost quite a bit of weight, hadn't you? And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, went on to. social media and like the fucking comments on there were just wild. It's like yeah. you literally just said, I am... Um, recovering from a mental breakdown and people are like oh my god you look amazing you've lost so much weight like that was the focus yeah, it's like mad. it's madness and that's it? just like you can't fix that about no. society you can only fix it in your own mind of going yeah. <clears throat> but actually i'm you know for instance like, i'm a size I'm 20 Ill, you know like, yeah. <laughs> and actually it's more important that i focus on being wholesomely happy yeah and then work on the next bit because you know that bit on the inside of you that talks to yourself every day you you deserve to kind of change that conversation and it is mental like the people if someone even said to me i would have a breakdown to be able to lose weight like you did yeah. you know and you're like, like no you what wouldn't what not even in the depths about? of fucking hell would you want to go it's through what i went through it? it's like oh i'd kill to look like you and it's like yeah. no, you, no you wouldn't trust me yeah on, on an all-round perspective, it's shit. And actually, no, shit doesn't even describe it. But then that's just an indication of how deeply seated all this shit is uh, yeah. in the female psyche. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But the first step, like she said, you know, she didn't give any shits and she got the shorts and nothing nothing terrible happened. Fucking go, you. Yeah, do it. Granted, it's October now, but stick a pair of tights on and stick the shorts on and go out in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm all about a pair of tights and making a summer outfit into a winter outfit. Yeah, I do that too. Although I have, a, I've swapped over me. I've got my winter wardrobe out now. I've got all my knits and I. Because you're I've got my chunky knits on and I. Well, the thing blanket. is, like what I was wearing last winter to now, I've changed so dramatically. I think I've got to throw it all out. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's me. 
Oh, that's interesting. Well, because it's what? Because it's just a bit safe. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've got some colours in there, but it's more like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm definitely going for like head teacher vibes. (laughs) Trunchbull. Steve says, like, Laura, you look like a head teacher. The way that I dress That's at the so moment. funny. What does that mean? As in just like, I, I don't know. conservative if you were going to say that like, a head teacher. Yeah, it is a bit conservative. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, some of my stuff isn't, but some of it is, yeah. And obviously, oh. that's not what I'm going for, but I'm really drawn to it. I'll tell you what, you've got to get yourself on Vintage. Do you buy off there? Mate, don't. It's so good. It's terrible. But it does make you realise that Vintage is like a secondhand online clothes shop thing. I'll warn you. Just, oh, yeah. It's, fucking there's gonna lose so yourself. many bargains on there. But like for the kids' clothes, it's amazing because it is so cheap. Yeah. Um. So and you know they just get free clothes ridiculously, don't they? It's like yeah. just everything on there. But then loads of amazing stuff for us as well. Like I've bought quite a few things on there now, and I've sold quite a few things on there. This is how um twee my style has gone. I actually bought a pair of like small leather mustard gloves. <laughs> Yeah. I have the holes over the knuckles and oh, the yeah. pullover. I was like, oh my God, I love those. I'm gonna wear I'm gonna buy them and I can wear them with an outfit. And Steve's looking at me like, oh my god. You can wear those when you go out though, like with a nice coat, with a tailored yeah. coat, can't you? Yeah. Don't diss the mustard gloves, man. I'm here for it. Yeah. Absolutely I mean an old man's hand it. could have died in them, but <laughs> I fucking loved it. Anyway, I think we've rambled on enough, mate. We have rambled enough. We're going uh, to have to round this the fuck up. Let's round. We've actually had a bit of seriousness in we this have. episode. This has been a bit, a bit of a serious one, this, this, it? And that's it. We're not doing any more serious. No. <laughs> we'll do once every month. We'll have a serious once segment. Once a month, we'll that's have enough. a serious seven-minute segment. And then the rest will it. just be Bans. lols, basically. Yeah. Everyone wants a laugh, especially in this current fucking climate. Just depression and doom and shitness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you want to send us a story, a headline, any other business, you can email us at nohosbarpodcast at gmail.com. Or what else can they do? Laura. They can go over to our Instagram page at nohosbarpodcast follow us and send us a message and uh yeah as always you can um go to our website and get yourself a little bean flicking instrument aka a sex toy uh christmas is coming christmas is coming i mean i know it seems like far christmas away but this ideas. Is, yeah where you need to start well, it's getting October. the prezzies. that's it right then so we will yeah we'll see you next week see you next tuesday see you next tuesday Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.